Yesterday, Elon Musk revealed part three of his master plan for world domination of electricity. Some critics say that uh, Tesla's big investor day event was boring and chaotic, a mess. I mean, I liked it. In just a few hours, I got a complete update filled with excruciating level of detail about everything that they're working on all in one place, direct to the team. Of course, probably was way more than casual investors or even Wall Street analysts would want to digest, way less than the fanboys and girls who follow Tesla's every move and rumor wanted, like Hardware 4 or a look at the next-gen vehicle design. Not sure why anyone would actually expect new products to be announced at an investor event, and investor events are typically boring. I mean, even Apple's annual shareholder meeting is boring. Anyway, Elon did reveal one thing that made headlines prediction that humanoid robots will outnumber humans. He also gave us a new look at their Optimus robot. That's the consumer-friendly humanoid that Elon says will be able we'll be able to buy for under $20,000. The last time we saw this robot about five months ago, it could not walk. It does now. Still no acrobatics, but a major step forward in just a few months. But there could be a problem with the whole Tesla robot thing. There might be a fatal flaw at the most fundamental level of their robot. Today on Dumb Money, what we learned and what it could mean for the future of Tesla's robot. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. I would like to announce the next gen of the Dumb Money Live like button. It's a new platform. It's 50% cheaper to operate, 75% more enjoyable to tap. We've integrated some advanced AI. It's ChatGPT enabled. And it does help this video get out to more people just like you. Uh, the best part, the fireworks. So if you haven't tapped the like button, I just did, do it before they kick us off of YouTube. Chris, Jordan, I, I will admit that I watched the entire Tesla Investor Day event at 1.7 times speed on YouTube. And because of that, I didn't find it nearly as boring as what I read about on Twitter. But uh, do you guys remember how boring Battery Day was? We live streamed yes. that. But Dave, but that was Battery Day. That was just talking about their battery tech. Yes, and, and this was Investor Day. That seems like it should be equally boring, if not more boring. Even okay. AI Day, which sounds like it should have been like the the hottest thing ever, that was just a okay. few months ago, and that was three plus hours of the same exact some of the same graphics that they used yesterday. They used months ago in their AI Day. Okay, so Dave, let me ask you because you're an, you're a Tesla investor. I'm currently not a Tesla investor. If I were an investor, the one thing I would want to hear about and hear a lot about on Investor Day is the single fundamental feature that has accounted for the vast majority of projections for Tesla vehicles um, over the past seven years. And that is self-driving. The self-driving that has never come. The self-driving that is going to value every Tesla car on the road at like two to three X what they're currently worth, supposedly. Well, they, they, did. Was, they, they touched on well, the one that they got, but um, th th there's a lawsuit over right now. I, that's what I would want to hear about, like front and center stage. Yeah. It's investor day. This is the day. Where are we? 
touched on it like that's not okay it's not this, okay this to me was more of a uh just like an investor roadshow of all of the current status of where they are in various projects it was not a forward-looking here's the future it was more of a backward-looking here's where we are and here's how we got here here's how we here where we started making these cars at this price and we've been able to bring the price down and, and our next gen platform is going to be even cheaper here's how much yeah, electricity we investors the the whole valuation proposition like chris said is based on fsd and the value that it derives out of each car yeah. so yeah, how much time not it's, not it's, it's, right now. it's basically it's just driver assist at this point and it's mislabeled so it shouldn't be called full self-driving it should be called driver assist so well, dave they, what did they tell us on that they you went into a lot of detail sure. about the uh, the AI vision and the um, you know how they're mapping the road using their camera array and the all of the all of the Teslas on the road are capturing data so that they can better map and better tell where what a parked car is versus a moving car. It was it basically the same technology update we saw at AI Day, but presented for the investor audience. Okay, but all I want to know is. When will it be here? Like, I want the big update. I want to know that. And and why has well, it they taken rolled out the, the the beta in the in the U.S. The, when is it going to come out of beta? When is when is Gmail going to come out of beta? I'm pretty sure that's still a bit. No. When is their driver <laughs> assist going to come out of beta? That's that's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's available. I mean, it's available now as a beta product. They may they may never take the beta label off. Who knows? I also want to know, um, like I said, I, I, I know it's not like a new product event, but I think they did a terrible job instilling confidence on the demand side. Uh, there are a lot of concerns with demand uh, in China, with demand in Europe right now, competition in China, demand in Europe, uh, potentially even demand in the US. That would be the other primary topic I would want them to address because that demand needs to go up exponentially over the next five years. Um, I know they touch more on how they're going to manufacture and, and, and address the supply. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest strength of Tesla right now is their ability to produce vehicles theoretically significantly cheaper than any of the other EV manufacturers. And I think that will always be Tesla's strong suit due to their innovation model. Uh, but demand side, like I'm can very concerned as an, as a theoretical investor, cause I'm always looking to get back into Tesla. I'm concerned with demand. Did they address that? I mean, they, I'm, I'm trying to even recall. I don't think that they elaborated much on the demand side because they were talking more about the technology side and the innovation side of what they have accomplished, uh, with a little hints sprinkled here and there about next gen platform and how, uh, they're going to revolutionize again the way they manufacture cars uh but no i can't recall much on demand side other than in the q a session i know that elon was asked about that and he uh i, I believe one, one of the things he talked about was how they saw how uh how price sensitive the demand side is and when they dropped the price a little they sold a lot and that might be the, their solution to the demand side if 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 they can't sell vehicles at their current price and they are able to cut the price of manufacturing in half, maybe they can continue to drop prices. I know okay. that we, they still have their 20 million as their car You're target. Dropping the price. I mean, they dropped, they dropped certain vehicles like 20%, but they didn't cut that out of the 
manufacturing side. I mean, they just took a they took a part. Well, not yet, but Dave's saying Dave's insinuating the, that the next year platform they're talking so. about yeah. their their actual margins increasing. Maybe not margins, but the cost of production decreasing. And if they continue selling at the same price, that would just imply a margin increase, right? Unless I, this the 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 V two car that we're uh, expecting to be like in the twenty five thousand dollar range, maybe that car, the margin. Who knows what that margin is going to be, right? We we just haven't seen the the cost yet. We haven't seen the car yet. We don't know anything about it. You can't. You let's be honest. None of us. We can't trust Tesla. Nobody can trust Tesla. Nobody can trust anything that Elon actually says about I the think, future. I think that's wrong. I think you can trust Tesla to tell you what they've done. Anytime he okay. talks about the future and puts a timeline on something, you just have to put a giant asterisk next to that, saying, "No, no, no. Whatever that date was." Just you, there's there's a formula you have to multiply it by to find the actual date, and that formula I changes believe, every day. I believe they're still having demand issues in Europe, even with uh, the price drop. I believe that China, the competition is threatening there. I don't think either of those concerns were alleviated. I think the self driving is probably my number one item that I would want them to address aggressively. I don't think they alleviated any concerns there. Um, as a potential investor, my number one interest in Tesla is humanoids. Uh, we've said well, this before. As an investor, so. I'm very excited about the future of full self-driving, of the next-gen platform, of their ba the batter, the power wall, the software that will let you be your own power company, all of that stuff. But How about heat pumps, robots, Dave? Huh? You excited about their heat pumps that they pitched yesterday? I mean, come on, they shouldn't even be talking about new stuff like heat pumps. With it all was a little that that heat pump was a that was a weird kind of divergence, but I feel like they were just giving an update on what they're working on. And heat pumps, while they said they're not coming to market with a uh, heat pump, that was more of an aside that they could do that. But the technology that drives the future of energy consumption being heat pumps as one of the one of the use cases. I, I, I get it's a company of, uh, that is engineer driven. They don't have a, they, you know, they chose not to set aside $20 million a year like Apple does for their marketing events, but there is a middle road. They're going to likely need to raise money at some point again, and they are shooting themselves in the foot with these disorganized marketing presentations. These things worked when the market was just up and up and up, and there was easy money floating around. I think Tesla needs to get their crap together, like hey, quickly. But uh, look, okay, Tesla is not an entertainment company. Has Tesla ever done a just any kind of product announcement, any kind of investor, anything that just made you say, "Wow, they've got their shit together. They know what they're doing, and it's such a good presentation, Apple style." Right? Well, they just don't do that. Even the Cybertruck, their their laser beam, amazing thing, really they broke the window. It was almost a really good presentation. Cybertruck is almost a good presentation. Actually helped the the hype for the uh, Cybertruck. Listen, any investor, institutional or retail, are going to continue to have their pro and con list with Tesla. And it just seems like there are more and more red flags every few months that are not getting addressed. And I, I don't know. I, I think I, I walk away from yesterday's call more negative on Tesla than I was before the event. That That's all I'm getting at. And I think... You know, getting back to our show, you know, my biggest driver for Tesla is the humanoid market. I think the humanoid market could be meaningfully larger 
than the automotive market. And I was really excited that Tesla was taking an aggressive stance in humanoids uh, and accelerating their humanoid development. I love that about Tesla. It's the one thing that would get me back into Tesla. However, we recently invested in a humanoid robotics company. A private company? Yes. A private company. And during that due diligence process, we spoke to people with information on the competitive set of humanoid companies, including Tesla, and some information surfaced that we want to share with you today that I think is critically important for Tesla investors or theoretical future Tesla investors like myself. And because this this was this was straight from the founder of the company, right? And this is well, no, 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 it was not. It was not. Uh, this is from someone that we spoke to that is uh, has insight into that company and the competitive set and into Tesla, and kind of gave us an overview into the industry and some specific concerns around the Tesla humanoid. Okay, because I was not on this call, I'm going to let you, Chris, explain to us what you heard and why it's so important. Okay, okay. Before I explain the scoop, the rumor on the Tesla humanoid that we heard, it's important to understand that the guts of a proper humanoid robot comes down to two things. Actuators. Actuators are those things that actually make everything work inside of a humanoid robot. It makes the joints work. It makes the hands work. You have multiple actuators through a humanoid. So the ability to get power density into those actuators and to produce those actuators cost efficiently is incredibly important. The other primary driver for humanoid success is artificial intelligence. So the type of artificial intelligence, right? Um, how good the artificial intelligence is, the way that it works is extremely important, much in the same way that AI is important for self-driving cars. As we all know, Tesla took a very different approach than other automotive manufacturers when it comes to self-driving. We do not know yet whether they took the right approach. We will find out eventually. But as it relates to humanoids, there is a rumor going around amongst humanoid robotics engineers that Tesla has made some critical errors, maybe due to Elon's stubbornness, to try to adopt the existing Tesla automotive AI structure to their humanoid robots. And... From what we have heard, that is a critical error that just will not work based on so what humanoid what, developers are telling us. What um so, what is that that thing that there is it the actuators? Is it the AI? Is it the well, computer two vision? One one, it is the AI. They're trying to essentially uh I don't want to say retrofit, but essentially adopt their existing AI tech to their humanoid. Yeah, uh, they, they did they have said that they're planning to use the same autopilot AI that they use for driving to control the robot, which which I've seen other uh, robot experts say that that is, quote, perplexing, given how different walking is from steering a vehicle. Well, again, according to the humanoid bot developers that we've been informed about, there is seems to be a consensus in the industry that that is a huge mistake uh, that will ultimately cause the Tesla humanoid to get delayed. They'll have to make a pivot at some point in the near future. And when I say near future, you know how stubborn Elon can be. So he might end up sticking with that model a lot longer than he should. Either that or he's the real genius here and everybody else is wrong and he's going to prove everyone else wrong. 
But this is a major conflict within the humanoid robotics industry sector. And it's not like there are that many people in the sector, but people tend to think he is dead wrong. And then it's going to cause a massive delay in their humanoid. Number two, the actuators that he's using, these Tesla design actuators, the type of actuator, and I, I'm not I'm not sophisticated enough to really break this down, although it was told to us uh, in a fairly granular way, the type of actuator that Elon is building into the Tesla humanoid is not going to work long-term. That, again, is the consensus view among humanoid developers, and that they are going to be forced to pivot away from that actuator type, and that will also cause a delay. So, so, this, as, so the video clip I'm showing right now is a... Uh, prototype they showed about five months ago at AI Day, and this is the one that they said they built using part off-the-shelf actuators, and you see that it's it's able to kind of walk. A little later, they then brought out the one that, that they have been working on, which is using their own actuators, and it was not yet able to walk on its own. They had to uh, awkwardly pull it out onto stage uh, with yeah. four people, and it was just kind of waving. But this is the one that we got to see yesterday doing a little bit more. Uh, we got to see it actually walk. We got to see it using its hands to pick things up. We got to see it uh, operating on uh, building a, another robot. And this is the one that uses all Tesla parts, all Tesla actuators. And that's what you're saying could be a critical flaw is that the type of actuator that they're using in this that we're seeing right now, that is not as good as a different type of actuator? It's just the raw it's been it's been told to us that he is taking the wrong approach. And if from people that have been developing humanoids for years that have looked at all the different approaches, there are subtleties in how these actuators and how the AI needs to come together for actual humanoid use cases. And they foresee major issues with his approach and the type, the way that he is applying that tech to the humanoid. Well, I and I think part of that was, was time to market, right? The the ability to retrofit a car part to make it into a robot part was going to be difficult. Although, if if you watch yesterday's thing, um, in the way they they progress in automotive, they started building cars a little bit more like the traditional way. Then they migrated to a slightly more Tesla only way, and the the next gen platform is even more streamlined, less cabling, less wires, less parts and more like a robot could uh like one of the one of the tesla robots could essentially build parts of the tesla car that then gets thrown together by larger robots listen all the takeaway dave is that tesla as i understand it is one to two years behind bleeding edge humanoid robot developers now we all know how much money and resource resources Tesla has. So it doesn't mean that they can't make up that one to two year window really quick, but we have a CEO who's focused on other things, mainly Twitter, uh, obviously auto and also an automotive manufacturing company and many other things, as you heard yesterday. Uh, are they now stretched too thin? Are they getting to a point where they don't have the right focus? Everything is bottled up through Elon. He has been known to be stubborn about yes. wanting to do things differently. That is actually, I'd like to say one thing that I think as a takeaway from yesterday's investor day, the concern that Elon is the bottleneck, I think it was a concerted effort 
to have the team leads for every division paraded up on stage, given a big block of time to explain what's going on in their department. And I think that that was meant to reassure investors that it's not all Elon. It's not every decision being made by Elon. It is a very qualified group of team. The bench is way deeper than they've exposed in the past. And that's the one thing that I think from, from like, even though they were showing repetitive information that we've seen before, we got to see more faces, kind of like Apple does with their, with their, you know, demonstration that when they come out with new products, they, they have the hardware guy and then they have the software guy and then they have the, uh, sustainability and that, you know, every, everybody's showing their part and that's kind of Tesla copied that format to put more faces on the screen. Well, l let's hope that's real and not just a, a, a so I'm, I'm very curious because, so we invested in a much, much smaller robotics company, but it's a pure play robot, humanoid robot company that is also doing stuff for the military and NASA and a bunch of other stuff. But the the path, the thing I'm most interested in is being able to buy a sub $50,000, sub $30,000 humanoid robot for my house to do tasks for me. That's yes, just like indeed. the future. Uh, you know, a lot of people are mentioning um, Boston Robotics in the comments. Aren't they 10 years ahead of everyone else? The, the, the answer to that question is yes and no. Uh, Boston Dynamics, uh, Robotics for a long, Dynamics, excuse me, for a long time, uh, they were operating as a research company, an R&D company, and they were trying to push the limits of what these robots can do. Uh, you know, if you if you look at the actuators they were using, I believe they were using hydraulic or pneumatic uh, actuators that can have a robot jump in the air and land, right? Like, that's just not really practical for most use cases of robots. Uh, I mean, they, they make the life. best, they make the best viral videos for sure. And because they've been doing right. it for so long, they have a track record of improvements. I think they've pushed the industry further. Um, I think that because they were such a research project, they were acquired by Google at one point, they were sold at one point. They, they've just kind of been in this like limbo state of like, does Google kill the it robot a program? Company run, a company run by researchers. So they weren't developing that humanoid uh, to be useful for actual use cases, industrial, commercial, or even home use cases. It's really all about getting the cost of the technology, the cost primarily of the actuators, the joints, down to a level to where humanoid costs $25,000 rather than $125,000. And I think Tesla is positioned well, assuming that they continue to innovate and make good choices to be a top humanoid manufacturer so like i still am excited about eventually getting back into tesla but i just i need to see more and right now i'm seeing too many red flags and i don't see anything that's going to develop in the next day i would say two to six months that is going to excite me about tesla so i'm going to stay on the sidelines for now until i see more i am concerned about that humanoid uh I, i'm not nearly as excited as i was six months ago about the Tesla humanoid. I'm just so, not. Okay, so I'm I'm very curious because I'm invested in both. I I think Tesla for the long term. I'm not Tesla. Tesla's my company, right? I love them, uh, and I hope that their humanoid future works out. I think that they do have a good head start, and they do have just just the fact that they are trying to repurpose purpose the self driving stuff, and that may or may not end up being the right thing. I think that. Uh, 
the fact that they do have so much computing power, so much AI that they're trying to um, repurpose might give them a head start. And from what I understand, the company that we invested in, let me let me just show our robot, by the way. This is this is one of several that they work on. Um, and this this one does not have legs. It's a demonstration of how it can move a bag of chips from one container to another, because that seems like an important task. But from what I understand is this company is building the robot almost like a platform, kind of like the iPhone, and then other developers will be able to write apps for it. And I, I kind of see that that would be useful across the board. I think Tesla's robot may not be only Tesla programmed tasks. Like if it, what I need my robot to do is be able to fix a water leak uh, without calling a plumber. I need it to be able to do certain things that wouldn't that be cool if you just had your own robot that knew how to do everything. And, and But Dave, the reality is the use cases for humanoids the next two to five years is all about industrial, commercial, manufacturing, distribution, right? Like logistics. Those are the use cases. Those are where those are the areas we're going to see humanoids playing in first. I would love to see one in my house doing all that stuff, but it's just not probably going to happen as quickly as we would like. Um, no, I think because, I think this is like a ten-year vision, not a two-year vision. The way it seems to be, like Elon, I don't think has given us a timeline of when we can buy uh, buy an Optimus for our house. Uh, but I, I don't I don't know that that they're that far behind. Like I'm seeing both robots you know, move their hands and pick things up. Tesla's robot was able to, um, like, awkwardly unplug a computer or something. I, I, I don't think you're looking at, it doesn't really matter whose video you're looking at right now, Dave, because you're looking at really controlled situations where that particular humanoid could excel at this moment. You're not seeing the amount of pressure that a humanoid can put through those joints. You're not seeing the level of articulation uh, that is really needed for actual industrial and commercial use cases, yeah. right? You're not really seeing that stuff. Also, you're not seeing the cost. What are the costs of those actuators, how they're being utilized? What's the cost of that humanoid? These are the things that actually matter, um, not doing these kind of dog and pony show things where the humanoid's done it a hundred times and they practice it just for that video. Yeah, it's which is which is something I, the behind the scenes on those Boston Dynamics videos, I think, is almost as interesting as the actual thing, because those are choreographed moves that they repeat over and over again until they can get it just right. And, you know, tweaking things to make the robot do what they need it to do. I think that the video that I have on the screen right now, this is this is from the robot company uh, Aptronic. Uh, this is a demonstration of it walking on awkward surfaces and being thrown so, a a basketball into the box that it's carrying, you know, those weight distribution things that is difficult. Balance, right? It's all about balance. balance. Can a robot for some of these things, right? Because this is walking over two by fours and four by fours. And I think people asked, is it using vision? No, these aren't using um, vision in these scenarios yet. They're still working on, you know, putting the complete package together. Well, I think yeah. so, so, use... so interesting is that it's not utilizing computer vision for this exercise. It's all about balance. I know that a robot moving in an incline and being able to balance through obstacles is extremely important. There are just numerous things that a robot has to be able to do for safety purposes, uh, and it has to be able to do it in a cost-conscious way in terms of manufacturing and production. So there are a lot of elements at play. I don't think anybody has a clue who the winner is going to be at this point. Like We made a strategic investment in one private company. I would love for Tesla to be a huge player in this. 
And the second that I have confidence they will be, I'll probably dive back into Tesla. Um, but it's an exciting space, and I'd like to see more from Tesla in the next six months. I don't think we're going to see anything on their humanoid that's going to interest me in the next six months. But the second that I see them making that pivot and rapidly moving forward, listen, we all know that very few companies uh, have the ability to get a product in market like Tesla can in a scalable way. So I'm not writing them off yet, but the news we received, again, not from the company we invested in, but from another individual that was helping us with due diligence was somewhat upsetting about the Tesla humanoid. That's all. Uh, so they, this is the, I don't, it's not that you're not going to invest in Tesla ever again. And I think absolutely not. No, right now absolutely it's, not. it's I, such I a small part, like the, the actual ability to sell a robot in the future is so far off. And there's so much R&D expense between now and then that I don't think that the robot well, maybe, is right. Maybe. And so, you know, it depends on what if it's for general purpose to be in your house. I think that that could be you know, potentially a long way off. But if they, you know, put together a package that this thing is doing these specific tasks and that it's, you know, more for industrial use, I think that maybe that's a little bit closer than we think. Well, Jordan, it it's close. It sure is close. We're talking next year. It's happening. We know that for a fact, right? Like, unless there's a delay, uh, we are going into production for actual use cases, commercial use cases yeah. next year. That is happening. Yeah, but Not for the for, for your general purpose home robot, I think that, that that can be a decade away. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I want to respond to Chris Bourne's uh, comment. Robots and comparing them now is like saying you're 20 feet ahead on your way up the 10,000-foot mountain not very definitive as a winner. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. You can't pick winners right now, but I will tell you this. There has been massive innovation behind the scenes in, with humanoids over the past few years and specifically the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and no, it, it does matter. It does matter where you are right now because in the companies that we were assessing and looking at, there are some very large test deals happening uh, with large manufacturers, uh, large e-commerce companies. Uh, this is happening, and this is happening in the next 12 months. And that's why we decide to make the investment we made, because we think that we, we move forward 12 to 18 months. You know, humanoids, we think, are going to become a major, major subject of conversation in mid to late 2024, and we wanted to get in before that. <laughs> I just can't believe you're not in Tesla right now. For, for all of those reasons, and... Like you, right now, you get a seven percent discount from where you uh, could have bought it yesterday. D Dave, I, I, I don't see anything that I'm aware of that's happening at Tesla that I believe will come out in the next few months. Like I, I just threw out a two to six month window uh, that the market isn't fully aware of. So I don't invest unless I see a disparity between information that I, I, I'm aware of and and the rest of the market, or if I think the market is misinterpreting anything. And I just think. It's all out there. And I think yesterday's Investor Day kind of proved that. There was really nothing that the company did or said 
That was a huge surprise. I think we all know where Tesla is. We all know what the risk factors are. I don't think they properly address the risk factors during investor day. Uh, they can still pull something out of their hat that will be spectacular this next year. But I need I need to see how China plays out. I need to see how Europe plays out. And I don't love that that he's at Twitter. I don't love that Elon's at Twitter. I, in fact, I hate it. I hate that Elon is at Twitter right now. I think it was a huge mistake for him. And well, he probably disturbing. does too. I don't. I don't think he really wanted to buy Twitter. He was forced to do it. But now he doesn't want to say whatever you want to say, Dave. It's a deal, Dave. Are you kidding me? He definitely he went in. Yeah, he put together a deal as a joke, and then didn't want to do it. Not in Philips, and you start submitting term sheets, Dave. Like this. yeah, yeah. And he he spent forty four billion. I mean, it, it's obscene that we're even talking about this. He did what he did. Why he did it, you can. There's no real good business reason. Quite honestly, uh, he already has one of the world's most important companies in Tesla that needs every second of his time. I don't think anyone that follows Tesla would disagree with that. And he did this for personal reasons. And this is what Elon does. And this is what you get with the greatness of Elon and the risk of Elon. And I thought it was a terrible move. And it's part of the reason why I'm not invested in Tesla at this very moment. Uh, I would love to see him get rid of Twitter. I'd love to see this Twitter story end with Elon. I think it's not just about his time, guys. It's about Elon really being distracted and also creating enemies. What is the best way to create enemies with tens to hundreds of millions of people for your other brand, Tesla? Being the CEO of Twitter, you just can't win. There's nothing you can do that would be a good thing for Tesla over at Twitter. No matter what he does, it's going to harm Tesla's reputation because of what he does at Twitter. He's going to always have issues with large sectors of the world because of the decisions he makes at Twitter. He, he can't do anything right. Okay, so let's agree? let's have a little we're tweeting. People are like, "Why are you working? Why are you uh, why are you a Tesla?" You know, perform. You he know, has like nine uh, different companies that he's the the leader of. Okay, here, Chris, just a friendly competition. Uh, Tesla is one of my biggest holdings. What is your biggest holding right now? Biggest single stock, and I want to check in six months from now and see if Tesla or your biggest holding. Came out of him. Can I? Can I? Can I not count Amazon since that's a legacy? It's like yeah, a legacy. You, can, you cannot count that because you're you only you're only holding that because you feel like you can't sell it. Um, I, I believe my biggest holding is Novo right now. Novo. Okay, so yeah. let's check back six months from now if Novo or Tesla. That that's the debate right there. That that's fair. That's fair. And and I'm not saying that Tesla isn't going to do well in the next six months. Anything can happen. I think the market is probably more important to Tesla than anything else, quite honestly. The thing I love about Novo is I don't think that the market is going to have a major impact on what happens at NVO. And that is kind of proven out, quite honestly, over the past six months, right? You saw what happened yeah. to the market, didn't impact that company at all. I think what's happening at Novo, for those of you all that haven't watched our episodes on Ozempic, uh, and these miraculous, what I think are miraculous uh, drug class that no Novo and Eli Lilly are bringing to market, I think what they're doing is just way bigger than the macro environment. And that's why I love owning that stock right now. Probably a good time to promote I love it too. I'm also and in that stock. Financial advisors, and the, this is what we're doing in our portfolios, please poke holes in everything that we're saying and debate it on dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord uh 
we'd love to get your feedback on everything we say and do, but Novo is where my money is sitting right now in a big way. Jordan, do you want to, do you want to end on this uh, six-month competition? Uh, my biggest holding right now is short XLK, so I don't know if that's uh, – I'll be out of that whenever – Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you want to be in, in on this with a short, a short hold. Wait, what's SLK, Jordan? It's tech. Well, well, I I don't. What is it? It's a, XLK is tech. It's a tech. It's a tech ETF. Oh, just a, a it's a tech. spider tech ETF. Yeah. Why did you pick? Just curious. Why did you pick that over the Qs? XLK. Uh, it's just I've got the Qs also. The XLK is a little bigger. Well, right now, so um, you've got. I think you get a lot of overvalue in. Uh, it's the one that's fallen the least. Um, it's fallen less than the triple Qs right now. So I covered some Qs. I've got more XLK. Okay. There's, there's, there's a. Eight. I finally found it. There's the uh, the yeah. one year on SLK. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, just trying. Okay, we we definitely need to check back in on how these uh how these how these played out in the last six months. All right. Let's. I, I know we've had a lot of comments. I haven't had an opportunity to really look at many of them, but I know you know Tesla is a subject that people are passionate about. I never mean to offend anyone, but I just see it how it is. I I love. I I want Tesla to win badly. Oh, look, I want Tesla. Just on on the topic of Elon splitting his time, did anyone notice that uh, SpaceX launched? I think four astronauts into space uh, yesterday, this morning. What? Yeah, SpaceX. Oh. Yeah, of course. Really? They do it all the time, but nobody even notices. That's Elon tweeted like, about it. It's like uh, you know, in the uh, in the 60s when they were doing the moon landings, like the first one was exciting and then everybody's like, "Ah, I've seen it." That's but why they canceled the last SpaceX. couple of moon landings because people lost interest. Yeah, people have lost interest. SpaceX SpaceX is a company, he's handling that correctly. It's like one of those companies where Elon, yeah, he's there. He's there to promote it, and certainly he's involved. I'm not saying he's not, but I feel like that's one of those companies. And we're invest we've been investing in SpaceX for a long time. If you've been following us, uh, it's one of those companies where re he really does have the team running the show over at SpaceX. I I don't see Elon serving as a bottleneck over at SpaceX. No, at SpaceX, you have to let the rocket scientists do their job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the same is true at Tesla, and eventually it will be the same as at Twitter. He'll be, he's, yeah, he's hiring someone to replace him at Twitter. Productized, and so I think he has his hands on the productization of everything, right? And so I think, uh, yeah, SpaceX, less of a product company, except for Starlink. By the way, Jordan, I think the thesis that people have been throwing around is that he is going to have to IPO Starlink here in the next year. I hope yeah. he does, because that would give us, basically, I think we would earn back all the money we invested in SpaceX just with the Starlink spin-out IPO. So I'm really hoping that happens, but I think the concept is he needs cash. And that's how Elon gets cash, is by IPOing Starlink. And that's a guaranteed way for Elon to kind of get cash without having to do anything controversial. Right, without having to, you know dump a bunch of tesla shares again which is unpopular yeah by the way dave my mic is people are saying it's echoing is that my fault or it's probably my fault i probably have my speaker too loud so that i can hear you oh sorry um what other comments anyone have any questions or comments sorry i'm, I'm trying to catch up starlink will well, help alex says you're all all over the place 
and uh, wants to know if Tesla has a team. Yes, they have a team. That's why we got to see them yesterday. That's why Chris, I think you're wrong. The parade of the team. They've always had a team. People want you to know that there are adults running the ship while Tesla, or while, uh, you know, while uh, Elon Musk is tweeting. I, I, I'm not saying there's not a team there, guys, but, shoot, there's just this, I don't know, there's aura of disorganization, and I, I kind of, it feels like, it feels like that's a company where he does still have the ability and probably wants to bottleneck. He wants to be involved in every major decision, right? I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't be, but I think if I were at Tesla, I'd be super annoyed that he's spending 50 plus percent of his time, if not a lot more than that, arg- arguing with people on twi- at Twitter, right? And then having to manage... Twitter is a mess, guys. Twitter is the maybe one of the messiest tech companies out there. And the second that I realized he was going over to Twitter, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. That is not a company that you just walk. It's in shambles. It's in shambles when you get got there. That takes years, years to rebuild. He has to essentially rebuild Twitter from the ground up, making huge decisions. He's getting criticized every day. We know from the past that Elon tries to hide it, but psychologically, he is impacted by all this. Like He's impacted by the world coming down on him. And that's not a good thing for his psyche. I think all this takes away from his ability to lead what should be one of the world's most important companies, which is Tesla. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I agree. I, I it's a huge distraction. It's you know, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got, guys? Let's see. Communicate. Oh, people are trying to make a case that that. Starlink or or SpaceX is could be bigger than Tesla. Uh, communications anywhere on the planet secured by SAT transmissions will explode, and it's a five hundred dollar piece of hardware. I don't know. I, I I I don't I don't know that SpaceX. I'm actually not that big on the addressable market for space as a lot of other people are. Like I'm not saying it's small. But communications, satellites, I just think that's one of those things that we don't fully understand. So we kind of put this huge TAM on it because it could be anything. But that doesn't, I don't think that always makes sense. It's like, oh, it's space. It's going to be everything. It's going to be the exploration of all of space and everything that goes into it. And that's going to be our future. And SpaceX is the leader. So you can't even put a number on the addressable market. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, could that be true? Yes. Practically, if we're talking about a 20-year horizon, I mean, how big is it really? I don't know. I, I, think, I think people Starlink t- is huge. I don't know. You know, I th- we went through the we went through the TAM on it um, at one point when we were looking at the deal, and it's not as big as Tesla, but it's gr- it's a great business. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's a good business. I, I think we invested in it at around 30 billion. Does that sound right? Jordan? I don't remember. About 30 billion, and I think where are they at now? Like close to close to a couple hundred billion i think wow they just raised more money i don't remember what the valuation was at the time but they're always raising more money they're always right but it doesn't matter Dave, because they're raising small relatively small amounts of money comparatively to their valuation right so they'll raise like a billion but at 130 billion you know so it's like less than a one percent dilution hit so it doesn't bother me that they're having to raise that money as long as they're moving towards a huge liquidation event when the market turns around. And my whole thing is, 
people are going to be excited about SpaceX. That's why we invest. People are always going to value it in a ridiculous way, in a similar fashion to the way that they valued Amazon and then Tesla. And for me, that's why SpaceX was a no-brainer. I think when it does when it does IPO, it will be at a valuation that will be super controversial. And I love it. I love that. Um, what else, guys? Do you think oh, Elon's people talking about the uh, the Texas? Uh, you know, Tesla is going to offer power uh, to Texas customers where uh, electricity is deregulated. And for $30 a month, you can have unlimited charging of your Tesla vehicle in your garage. Yeah, what are the details with that? Because Are they just going to, like, refund you for what you've already paid out of the month? And then you... No, it's just a uh, subscription service that that gives you your Tesla power plug and no, unlimited it's running electricity. Off your electricity that you already pay for at your house. So I don't understand. Uh, the usage that your, your, your charger uses... Will be yeah, thirty dollars. Will not you'll not be charged for that. But then they pay some back for like what you paid out of your electrical bill. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Well, I, wouldn't wouldn't Tesla be your electric provider? Wouldn't they? Is that what they're giving you? They're going to be the electrical provider. Yeah, and then they're charging you whatever their kilowatt hour is or whatever. I mean, I, it seems weird. I mean, it it seems like a, it, they're trying to disrupt in as many ways as they can. Yeah, I think uh, getting into the electric provider business would definitely be a distraction. <laughs> I mean, uh, as far as uh, things that like could actually, you know, move the needle for Tesla, I think you know, being an electric provider would be the. Well, can we talk? Can we talk about some of these? Some of the I mean, some of these videos have been going viral over the last couple months on Tesla charging. That the re- like in California, you have to go at like really odd hours, and yeah. the truth is that if someone's charging right next to you, which is usually the case, it takes forever to charge. Like all of the stuff that they're claiming in terms of it's quick to charge, it's easy, it's free. That it doesn't really play out that way. Um, have you have you guys seen some of these videos? There, it, it's somewhat. I have not gone down that TikTok rabbit hole. Um, I can tell you that yesterday they did have their charging uh, person come out and talk about their chargers and their plans and how they're um, opening up their network to more. I think they have a handful that they uh, opened up yesterday to non-Tesla vehicles. And for Tesla vehicles, when you use their navigation to uh, in to, to find a location and it's taking you to that location, they're going to start using that data to predict wait times. So they'll route you to the one that has lower wait times. Um, Slater... Slater is saying that Tesla is so cheap right now for a company that's expected to grow 40 to 50% over the next decade. Um, you absolutely can trust Tesla and Musk. I, I don't I don't trust Tesla or Musk when it comes to future projections at all. And again, I don't think they did a good job yesterday outlining where that growth is going to come from. Not saying that it won't happen. Um, I'm just not really seeing how they are going to do that. The the one defining, I guess, area of optimism for Tesla is that they'll continue to decrease the cost of manufacturing vehicles. But I I wish they would really center in around the demand picture, how they're going to create that demand. Perhaps they just didn't want to reveal too much about their new vehicles. I understand that. They want to reserve that excitement for a future event. And maybe that's where it's coming from. I'm not... By the way, I'm not discounting Tesla. I'm not saying that Tesla can't do all this stuff. I'm just saying there are more questions than answers that as an investor, I would like 
to get better visibility on, if not clear visibility, before going all in on a company that has a part-time CEO that still, I still think they're aggressively valued when you look at the risk factors of how they've overextended themselves, competition coming online, and most importantly, the drop in demand. Again, I'm going to keep going back to the drop in demand, even with lowering the price. Yes, they lowered the price. One of our friends of the show here, Patrick, went out and bought one when they lowered the price, right? And so, yes, it does work, but you have a lot of people out there that bought because it was like the first time that they've really massively lowered the price on Teslas. Will that have the same effect if you keep doing it over and over again? I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And I'm concerned about the role of Twitter because I'm concerned about having one out of every two people on earth not wanting a Tesla because it's Elon Musk and Tesla. That's what I'm concerned about. And it pisses me off because it's just creating, as a shareholder, it would piss me off. I don't think, I, the demand doesn't bother me. We're in a weird time. Interest rates are through the roof. And so like car demand is dropping. I, I don't I don't see an issue there. My biggest problem is FSD and what, it, you know, I just feel like it's, you know, advertised as full self-driving and we know that it's, you know, driver assistance. Jordan, I, 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 I disagree with demand and here's why. Yeah. To hit the, hit the number of units that, that Tesla is looking to hit, you need, when you consider the competition, okay, when you consider, yes, the economy, but also the fact that there are a lot of people that just do not want to go electric and they do not want to go electric anytime soon. Yeah, that doesn't People, yeah, age, hold on, hold on, wait. That, people age slowly. Look, Let me remind you, Jordan. They're like, what? They sell one tenth of the number of cars that like Toyota sells. And so I think they've got a growth runway. That doesn't bother me. Like, I, I think they can get there with the number of cars. Jordan, the competition is not going away. They're only going to get bigger and better. I know they're crappy right now. But again, one element that I think everybody misses when it comes to these EV projections, and it drives me absolutely insane, is that young people, a lot of them don't want to drive cars anymore. Okay, they don't want to drive cars. So we have an entire new generation where if you don't have to own a car, if you don't have to drive a car, you're not going to buy any car. Um, You're not going to buy a gas car and you're not going to buy an electric car, which is why this always comes back to self-driving. It comes back to robo taxis, and that's why I'm pissed off. Yeah, the thing about about owning the car is totally the, the way that our cities are organized right now. So unless we like make a massive change in how cities are organized, you have to have a car. Um, it's you know it's it's way cheaper to I think it's cheaper to I own don't... a car than it is to just like take Ubers everywhere all the time. So at some point, like if you're gonna have a career, if you're gonna have a life, and like go do things, you almost have to have a car for most. I mean, for most people. Live on suburbs. I, 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 I do think that when you have kids and a family in a city like where we live in Dallas, it's exceptionally difficult to, to have all that without a vehicle. However, um, at my restaurant, numerous employees of ours, even in the most car-friendly city in the world, right, uh, they don't drive. They don't own cars. They take Ubers to work or they take the bus to work, right? We have people taking the bus, people riding their bikes, they take Ubers because that might be an affordability issue, Chris. I think you, you need to pay people. I don't think you're paying them enough. You get a living wage, Chris. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, our, at, at our restaurant, Chelsea Corner, our staff makes 
really good. Like our service staff makes some of the best money in the business. We're really, and it's not because we're paying them more. It's because we invest so much uh, to bring traffic into the restaurant to make the restaurant and the food great that they're always busy and making big, big tips. So the Tesla demand issue is that everybody that I know, when they're looking to buy a car, everybody, no matter what they drive right now, they are at least thinking about getting a Tesla. And so I, I disagree with you on the demand. I think everybody, it's like an aspirational type car. I think they're cool. I think people want them. I don't think that that's, is, maybe they're not going to get it, but at least that's in their top two or three choices. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think they're almost more of a utilitarian car. Well, yes, they are aspirational from a brand standpoint. They're not the most luxurious, comfortable cars, right? right? I think that the fact that they are coming out with cars at lower and lower price point, even if you don't want a car, once once a car's like a car that you actually think is kind of cool, has some kind of brand value, comes out for $25,000, do you not think that your uh, kitchen staff is going to want one of those? Oh, oh, when they come out with the $25,000 car in 20 years? Yeah, yeah, but no one's going to be driving then, Dave. <laughs> because they will actually have real robo taxis within 20 years going around. I hope. Um, I literally am entering into a parking agreement, hoping that in 20 years we won't need parking lots anymore. So that better be the case in 20 years. But uh, Jordan, you're shocking me. You're you. I thought you were going to be my ally on this show when it came to Tesla. I'm like invested in Tesla. I think it's dramatically overpriced. I think there's a ton of issues. But as far as like being a car manufacturer, which is what I think they are, I think that people do desire Teslas. Now, if they if the you know if the share price went down to like twenty five dollars, then I might be a Tesla investor. Um, but you know we're twenty five dollar Tesla shares. Jordan, we're gonna piss so many people off of that statement. You have no idea, dude. You have no idea. Uh, I, I'll buy more at twenty five. Yeah, I would buy. I would. I would back up the truck at twenty five. I think. But you know, I, I know I, I would just manufacturers. But I do think as a car manufacturer that they have a lot of growth to go still. I was hoping to get into the low hundreds again. That's it. So, like, I wasn't thinking <laughs> sub hundred or twenty five. That's brutal, Jordan. Um, well, Chris, today's your big opportunity. Sub two hundred. It's not going to be there long. Oh, that's my second biggest position, by the way. Is short the XLY, of which Tesla is the second largest. Yes, I you are such a bear these days. <laughs> I need a reason. It's for me, everything is a trade off. So I'm looking at the next, call it one to two quarters. Why? If every new dollar that I'm willing to borrow off margin, because that's what it's going to take for me to invest, I have to literally borrow money off margin uh, because unlike normal people, we don't have jobs. So and why am I going to put that dollar into Tesla in the next six months compared to Novo? Uh, where I really feel that the market is misunderstanding and not fully comprehending the growth trajectory that Novo is going to have right now, that we're going to actually see this next quarter and the quarter after that. Um, so for me, it's a trade-off, right? It's a cost. It, it, there's cost of that capital. By investing in Tesla, I'm not investing in this. And that's why I'm not investing in Tesla. I have a better use for my money right now. And it's not just about upside. It's about my relative confidence that the downside is relatively limited um, compared to a company like Tesla that could that could get cut in half in the next six months if something catastrophic happens, either to the global economy or 
uh, to Tesla itself or to Elon if he does something wacky, which is known to do. So no, I'm not investing in Tesla now. In the future, maybe. Same. Yeah, I could I could invest in the future for sure. I hope that you're both wrong because I am invested in Tesla. And if you're, if you're right and it goes down to 25, I'm screwed. I think 25 is a stretch, but I think, I, I think, I think 50 to 75 is in, oh. is in play. Wow. I could be wrong. Look, I'm, I'm wrong all the time, but, uh, well, um, I, I, I will say this. I think another thing that Tesla has going for it in the short term is that it does appear that the competitive set, not necessarily in China, but like in Europe and here in the US, when you look at companies like Ford and GM that are trying to do, you know, move forward with their EV plans, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They really don't know what they're doing. And we're seeing that more and more every day. So if I, as a, if I were Tesla bull, that is the one thing that I would be touting. The competition kind of is way behind and will I think will remain behind a while longer. So that's that's a pro for Tesla. But there's so many possible negatives, guys. They need to really ramp up demand without further discounting. They can't just keep discounting, guys. They can't do it. I think I think fixing FSD would be, you know, the would be huge. Think about the demand that that would create. Like if they actually had like a fully autonomous vehicle, like if they are able to perfect that, then that the share flights will explode. But Jordan, they it's they have to perfect it to regulatory standards and I'm not even sure if we understand what regulatory standards are for full service driving. And I think they're going to change, right? Um that's why I think they're a car company and they're worth $50 a share, but that's just me. I, I would rather invest later when I have better visibility on FSD and or humanoids and the reality of FSD becoming a thing uh, with regulation. Because like, how does it actually, how does it all happen? We've been talking about this for seven years, guys. And I don't think we're real. I mean, we're further along, but are we further along in seeing this as an actual scaled reality across any country? No. Not, not at all. Not even close. I mean, when will we be looking at FSD? When you say FSD, I'm not talking about tech. I'm talking about it being applied to human life, meaning all the Ubers and all the Lyfts are turning from manned vehicles to FSD. That's what I'm talking about. When does that happen? Because until that happens, all this talk about FSD and it getting better and better and better is completely irrelevant. When does it happen? Is it in two years or eight years or 10 years? Is, is it Why is no one talking about that? Why aren't they talking about that? I want to know a date reasonably when we think we can start converting the current taxi system, which is Uber and Lyft, to FSD. Chris, Dave, you will not know a date. You will not know a date until that date is here because we've already seen any date prediction on full self. When are flying cars going to be here? That's the date I want to know. When, when can I just have a flying car come pick me up and take but me if we're still at a point in its evolution when we can't even put a date with any confidence doesn't that say a lot about F fsd it has to right yeah because maybe before maybe before we were so dumb that elon was able to throw a date of next year back in 2016 or 
I think it started in like 14, 14, 16, 17. And he kept saying a year. Now we know enough to where we don't even say that anymore. Yeah, he's not just even... around the corner for a long time. And look, they have they have made a lot of progress, right? I mean, it is it's a decent system, but it's not the state of the art system that's out there right now. I mean, I think it is the state of the art system. It is the don't you think Tesla has the most advanced self driving capabilities? Of any manufacturer, does Tesla I, not have the most advanced? No. no. Who does? Who's who's self-driving better than Tesla? Self-driving. Uh, the Mercedes had a level three system. Mercedes level three system can't see if the sun gets in its eyes. They all have issues. They have problems too. <laughs> That's the whole point. I guys, I don't care about Tesla F. I don't care about Tesla FSD versus Mercedes FSD. I don't care about any of it. All I care about is when will any of it actually start impacting our lives in a scalable way? I don't think that number is, is it, that number might be double digit years at this point. I don't even know. It could be 10 years away, in yeah. which case Tesla is screwed. I'm telling you they're screwed because this next generation a lot of them do not want to drive cars when they're in their 20s and they're not having kids, guys, until they're like in their late 30s, it seems like, or even in their 40s. So I agree with you, Jordan. You need a car if you have a family. But if you don't have a family in a lot of cities, even cities that don't have great public transportation like our city, they're figuring out a way to not own a car and not hit yeah, people, people are concerned. didn't bring up Waymo. I think. We were talking about auto manufacturers, and Waymo's not an auto manufacturer, but yeah, they- People are, are unsubscribing because you said Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mercedes, they have a, they, they're the first certified level three autonomous vehicle. So, oh, Jordan, yeah. you, are, you are a financial YouTuber talking about Tesla. You cannot say anything good about Mercedes FSD. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, not permitted. It's not FSD. They have level three autonomous- you know, they have uh, FSD. They do have FSD. It's a branded product that they have. It may not be certified by anyone, but it is a branded product that is out in beta that you can watch videos on YouTube. Self-drive. It's a driver assist package. It's right. beta. It's All a driver monitored package that you might have to take over if you see it doing something that you don't like. All I'm saying is one of my two kids pretty much didn't even want a car. Well, they're not 16, but when they turned 16... It was not even sure if he wanted to have a car. I see my waiters getting dropped off in Ubers every single day. And they just love the fact that they don't have a car payment and they don't have an insurance payment, right? It This, I think we're not fully understanding the degree to which an entire generation of humans does not care about or want to own a car because they'd rather spend their money to travel and to do other things, all right? And I think it's a major problem. It's a demographic shift, and it's a problem that only gets fixed with FSD, and I'm very concerned that that's not going to happen in the next few years. That, that That's my issue with Tesla. It's not a Tesla issue as much as it is an automotive issue, right? People age slowly. I get that. So we're not quite seeing this yet, but every single year, there's more and more people turning 16 that decide they don't want a car. There's more and more college students don't want a car. More yeah, we and know more tomorrow, though, and we know that Tesla is going to get more market share. I think so. I'm not like as far as like what to look 
positively on Tesla. I do think that of the cars that are sold in the future, that Tesla will get a larger and larger share of the vehicles being produced. Okay, I agree with that. Um, I think they need to get a meaningfully larger share, don't they, though, to hit those projections? Isn't that the... I forgot the exact uh, percentage they are, but yeah, I, mean, I think they... They're growing. They're building new factories. Like they're doing. They're doing what they should be doing. I don't. I don't see an issue there. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna um, play this video while while you talk about how Tesla can't drive itself, Jordan. Do you want to you want to elaborate on that? Jordan, <laughs> not certified. It has. <laughs> they just had uh, the NTH NHTSA or whatever issue a recall on their FSD. A recall? Don't you mean uh, they needed to uh, reinstall some away? software? What's that? It's just a it's software up Their recall was just an over-the-air software download. Nobody had to drive their Mercedes into the Mercedes dealership to have it uh, re, to have something have manually fixed. Okay, Dave, I'm I'm going to school you now a little bit, and I know that you should know this. That FSD that you're looking at, no matter how impressive it is, it could be 99.8% amazing. Until it gets 99.999% amazing, it doesn't matter. And if it takes 10 years for that to happen, to appease the regulators, to allow these things broadly on American roads and European roads, none of this matters. Yeah, the road from 99.8 to 99.999 could take a decade. Yeah, the promise of like being able to generate income off of your Tesla because it drives itself that's it's insane that issue like you can't it's not gonna happen you're listening to the dumb money live podcast another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Even if Tesla is light years ahead of everyone else, and even if they should be praised for this technology jump in FSD, what I'm getting at is that's completely irrelevant because whether it's Tesla or everybody else cumulatively, none of this matters until they can get to a point where they're going to be able to drive on streets in a regulatory environment broadly uh, until Ubers can just start operating with no people in them. And that might not be for another 10 years on a national yeah. basis. It might not I be think, six, seven years. That's I think the regulation will be far behind the technology. I think the technology will be at your 99999 level before every city in America or the world just says, oh yeah, we're, we're going to let them on our streets. But you and need everything, Dave. You need all of it. For it, None of this matters unless you have all of it, unless you have full perfection of this FSD and you have the regulation and you have the consumer buy-in to hop in these things with no humans, right? Like until you have all of it financially, none of it matters. And I, I just can't believe that the market hasn't been harder. Well, on it does that. matter a little bit, Chris. So if, as far as like subscriptions go, if they can sell, if it gets good enough where they can sell subscriptions, that matters. Um, the biggest one though, is the, like I said, if it's totally fully anonymous, then you have, you, you change the economy and that's, that's, 
way away. And that's one that I think is nearly impossible to get to. I'm just saying I'm getting a Tesla and I'm going to use full self-drive all the time, whether it's regular allowed or not, whether it gets the level three check mark or not. I don't care about FSD when I'm driving the car. I think a lot of people actually kind of enjoy driving the car. Some people will prefer to have... Oh, that sounds very much like someone... People prefer riding a horse and buggy, but guess what doesn't exist anymore? This only really has a major impact once you could take the human out of the driver's seat. That's when it becomes the major game changer we've all been waiting for. I I would love... I would love to not drive, but if I'm going to have to be in the driver's seat anyway, I really don't care that much using FSD. And I think most people are going to have that viewpoint. I either want to drive my car or I want to be driven by a robo-taxi. And yes, when the robo-taxi happens, maybe it's Tesla, I hope it is, when it actually happens, game changer. No doubt, game changer. I'm not going to wait until then to invest in Tesla. I would hope to invest in Tesla years before that happens, but not 10 years before it happens. Is that fair? That's fair. I mean, it's your money. Do what you want. It's just, it, it's just, it's a trade-off. This, if I, if I have my autopilot drive me off a bridge sometime, you can bring, bring this clip back and say, well, told you so. <laughs> now I think, so the one thing that's impressive to me about, um, the FSD is that I was watching it, you know, when you get to like a T intersection, you've got cars coming each way. You know, I turned my head probably 75 times, like trying to make sure I'm okay. If I can just not do that portion, if it, you don't have to do that because you've got cameras intersection and they can just sense and know when to turn. It's going to know better than you turning your head for sure. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Way, way better. Wait, Jordan, but that's the biggest issue they're having right this second with FSD is on the left turns, they're still having it. There are still things that it's not able to... There are things on the fringe that the AI hasn't learned yet, and it has to learn everything, right? So that... Listen, I, I give Tesla massive credit for what they built. I love Tesla. Don't get me wrong. I love Tesla, and I want to own Tesla, and I want Tesla to destroy in every one of these sectors. Believe me, I really, really do. Um, I just need to see a little- What is that tipping point though? What, what is the tipping point for you to get back in Tesla? What thing are you looking for? When when I have visibility that robo-taxis are a thing and that Tesla is in the primary position to dominate that market and I have visibility into when that's going to happen, even if it's three years away, Four years away, I'm in. But I'm in all in. I'm also by the time in. that by the time that clarity second, exists, don't you think the stock will have already made its move? Uh, no, not if it's three to four years away. No, no, I'm going to get in. I'd like to get in three plus years before that happens. But I think we're more than three years from that right now. And so, also, if I think that Tesla can innovate and pivot its humanoid project uh, to a point where I think they will be a top two leader or maybe even top three uh in leadership position for humanoids i am in i'm in tesla for that alone so one of those two things has to happen i do not care about home heat pumps i do not care about the electric grid that's what i want to see was that um says chris is gonna be too late late. three years i want to get in three years before the big event i don't think that's 
I would rather pay double. I'd rather pay double. I'd rather pay double for Tesla. I'd rather pay four hundred dollars for Tesla at that point than to buy it right now at one ninety. And you know why? Because I think over the next two three years, I could do a lot more than doubling my money and trading other things. Right, the cost of capital. All right. Well, we're going to check back in six months from now and see if your uh, Novo Nordisk. All right, so but, but Dave, you know that everything is an opportunity cost, right? Oh, opportunity. People are saying that we don't think that it does these certain scenarios or works. We know that it. We know that it can drive a car. Um, we know that it can do a lot of these scenarios, um, but it's not. I mean, it's not certified as level two autonomous yet, and it's not out of beta. Okay. So those are the issues, right? And so, but, okay. Think it, back it, to when uh, get on the. Think back you to you can't have a first... scalable menu. You can't scale the product out until you have regulatory approval and right. and consumer buy-in to get inside of an Uber that's a Tesla Uber without a human driving you around. Yeah. That has to happen. I my gut tells me it's not in the next three years, based on what I'm seeing. And Tesla has shown me nothing to tell me that it would be in the next three years. So. That's it. Okay, three years. Uh, that's three my years. horizon. That's you think it's you think it's more than three years off? Yeah, I'm gonna have to set I a do. reminder from three for three years from now wait, to check on. back. Wait, what are you saying? So three years off to get to where you don't have to have a person in the driver's seat? No, more no, than three. To where, three to yes, four years. To, to where I? All right, th Jordan. Three years off until I in Dallas can order up my order up a robo taxi in Dallas. Uh, not on some test pilot. When I say Dallas, I mean it's in every city in the country, yeah. right? And have a robo taxi pick me up and take me someplace without a human inside of it. That is more than three years away is what I'm saying. I'd like to be wrong, but I think I'm right. Yeah, I think more than three years away is an understatement on that. Then I don't want to be in Tesla until I'm within a three-year period of that happening or within a three-year period of Tesla dominating the humanoid market uh, that I think can be bigger than their automotive division. So one of those two things has to happen for me to get back in Tesla. All right. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. I can't wait for the... I wish we could just fast forward to the future and see who's right on this. <laughs> because... Uh... But can I, can I just tell you something, though? Like, I, I, was, at, I was in New York this week uh, for a venture capital meetup of a fund that I'm a limited partner in, and the hot topic was AI. And I... I was there with some absolutely brilliant people. Um, this one guy invited me out to his ranch in Big Sur on the ocean where he basically is an ex-VC guy. He, he, he constructs his own furniture, collects fine tequila, and tango dances 10 hours a week. Like, that's how I want to retire. Okay, that's <laughs> like these people. But the, the conversation on AI was incredible. Um, we were talking about uh, radiology. And there is a radiology company that is, I guess, the top second opinion uh, scan review company uh, for when you get your radiology scans for, you know, you have a tumor or something. And they have an 87% accuracy rate, which I guess is the highest in the industry. Now, when they applied artificial intelligence to assist their doctors in reviewing these scans, they were able to get that effective rate up to 91%, which I don't think you realize for every 1% improvement, you are saving thousands to tens of thousands of lives annually. Here's what's fascinating. The law demands that you have a human review the scan. 
the pure AI model where no human is allowed to have any interaction at all or say so, and the AI alone is able to make the final determination, had an effective rate of 92%. So I don't think we realize the degree to which AI is going to completely revolutionize almost every single business sector we can imagine. And Dave, Jordan, we have to do more shows on this in the coming months because the companies that I'm learning about, most of them are private, but they are going to massively disrupt public markets and companies that are in public markets. I just think this is this is a, a one hell of a period to be focused on AI disruption and the winners and losers. So please, if you haven't described, subscribe to Dumb Money, you need to do so right now because this next year, I just know we are going to be uncovering some massive opportunities as a result of AI innovation in the marketplace. And I would love to have some of these founders uh, that I'm meeting involved with AI on our show. What do you guys think, guys, for those of y'all watching, what do you think about us doing like an interview show every Friday with like a prominent uh, founder, early stage founder, CEO, who's doing something really game changing? Um, you know, we did one with Alan Patrickoff. We did one with Rally Road a few weeks ago. Do you guys like those? Maybe we do it as like a casual Friday conversational thing. Yeah, I I like love that idea. I think we should we should continue to do a show topical AI like those type of like debates like we're having today. But then let's let's do more like a a podcast style episode every Friday. There there's a company out of. I don't know, Houston, I think it's Houston, that we are invited to go meet with the founder because we're indirectly invested through one of the funds that we're in. Uh, they are like building all of the stuff that is going to land on the moon for these future NASA. Uh, and they just went, no, they just went public. They, they just went nuts. They went public like two weeks ago and their stock like went up 8X on the yeah, IDO. Did it drop since then? Okay, since. I want to know what no, the no, hell no. is going on. What? It dropped a little. What's what's okay? So again? lunar is it? What is the ticker? What is that ticker? It was like it L went full viral. I sent you guys. L U N R, right? L U N R. Um, I think we should go down there and actually get the inside scoop on what is happening at that company. And from what I understand, we'll be able to actually see some of the lunar equipment that they're building. And yeah, they're public, so everybody would have a vested interest in understanding is this company hype or is it legit? Because the people at the fund we invested in are telling me that they think it's super legit. Uh, and they think they're going to be getting some really exciting things happening in the, in the, in the future. Not, there's not inside information. They just, they're really confident in the team. I have to meet them first. What? Am I invested in this company? Yes. You are indirectly invested in this company. Uh, through the funds we've invested in through CF. Cool. Yes, you are. Nice. I think we should go visit with them. And I met an individual yesterday who is built. I don't want to disclose too much because it's an it's a it's a company that hasn't launched yet. Uh, you guys will. I'll, I'll I'll have you guys get in on the uh, on the trial on the beta. But it's essentially utilizing AI for like like conversational like like loneliness and just like as a friend type of thing that the more i learn about this my mind is completely blown 
I just think there's so many things that are about to happen that are going to disrupt the dating. You know, all the dating sites are going to be disrupted. Almost every industry vertical I can think of is about to get disrupted. Sometimes it'll be to their benefit and sometimes it'll be uh, harmful to those sectors. But lots of interesting stuff. Guys, this, this is moving so quick. Dave, you talked about our show, our podcast, right? That on the last show where we had audio issues. T- do you tell Jordan about that yet? Oh, no, no. I um, Adobe has this podcast platform that you run your audio through and it just makes it, it makes everyone sound like they're talking into a microphone just like this. And they're doing that podcast voice. It is the craziest thing I've ever heard. So when we had Alan Patrickoff on, his microphone was far away and it just sounded kind of like in an echoey room. If you listen to the podcast version of that show, the show's still on YouTube, so you can do like a comparison. I just ran the entire audio through without any editing, without any any production, just ran it through their podcast filter. It sounds like he's talking in a microphone just like this. He actually sounds better than us, where we but have microphones why, like right Why? Us. Did it re- the AI learns his voice and then yes. rebuilds the voice from scratch in a studio environment, correct? I don't know how they're doing it, but they're removing all of the noise. They're removing all of the background distraction. They're bringing, they're making the proximity effect of the microphone to make it sound like you're talking like this into a microphone directly. And it is just the, it's the coolest technology. If you haven't checked out our podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Listen to the most recent one with Alan Patrickoff, because that is a demonstration of how AI can take a crappy sounding recording and make it sound amazing. And I'm going to do it for this show too. So this one will be posted uh, on our podcast. And uh, I, I've, I've learned that the way we do this show, it's basically a listenable uh, type thing. You just have to put us on in the background because we've already been going on for more than an hour and 20 minutes. I, I have something I have to talk to you guys about right now. Oh if you have another minute. Okay, we're, I'm doing it to wrap up. I've, I've got to go. I'm going out of town. Give me two minutes. Two okay. Minutes. There is a new filter technology that went viral this last week on TikTok called Bold Glamour, okay? Oh, and I love it. It is, it, is, it is melting my mind how this works. So it's a completely different type of filter technology that actually learns your facial features and essentially rebuilds those facial features to be enhanced. But even if you put your hand in front of your face, normally you would get glitches because it was applying a filter over your face. This filter, I believe it's actually restructuring your face from scratch and then learning your face. And so you're just speaking live on video and it's transforming you, yes, Jordan, from a five to a 10. And almost (laughs) every single person I have seen, I mean, you have to go on TikTok right now and just type in it's bold, real glamour. It already. It's You're not going to be able to see this. Actually, do it anything. Changes everything. It changes everything, guys. I don't even know what it's going to change, but you know, can no longer know even what the person really looks like that you're talking to. You can't see that. Out of focus. It'll focus. It'll focus. Give it a second. It makes me look like a girl. That's the problem. Well, I think it's primarily for women. <laughs> I have only looked, but I'm beautiful. Seen women use it. I would date that boy. (laughs) You you absolutely must go on TikTok and see people showing the before and after effects. It will completely blow your mind. Yeah, I've seen seen women post like their like the side by sides of what it does, and like you know, it's it's out of order. No glitches. 
I it, know. No matter right. what, it's, it's seamless. It's fantastic. It, Have you seen the one that turns you into a teenager, like split screen, and the reactions of people like doing it, like fake reactions, like it's like. Well, so let me dumb. ask you guys a question. TikTok. Like, I can't stand TikTok anymore. I'm over it. No. What companies does this impact? Are people going to have to wear like way more makeup now? Because you, why would you have to do that when you can just plug in a filter? I get in that. No, the computer do it for you. But eventually people, that's what I'm getting at. Eventually people have to see you in real life. So if no, everybody sees you. You'll put on your with goggles the... and you'll just go around and everyone will already have the filters applied. <laughs> if, it, if everybody sees you with this filter and that's your persona, now when you go out, you have to try to get as close to that as humanly possible, I would think. So probably a net benefit for makeup? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe if all if everything is online, there's no reason to put makeup on because it does it all for you. Oh, no, I, I have the prototype of the Apple glasses, and they are... I, I can't show them, actually, but they're amazing. <laughs> but it, it I, applies I just, the filter in real time. I just... I can't wrap my head around how good the tech is and how it's going to change everything. And could you imagine being a teen and seeing all of this all the time, and you just think that everybody is beautiful? Like, you just think that everybody is a 10 because all of your online, like, visuals... Are just looking at every single person looks like a looks like a model. Every single person looks like a model. It's it messes. There's no way that doesn't mess with your brain chemistry. Or, or like, how does that impact relationships? How does that impact dating? How does that impact again the cosmetics industry, uh, the dating app industry? Um, I don't even know. I can't. I can't even figure it out. But it's a massive change, and with change comes opportunity. The biggest opportunities as an investor have always resulted from some massive shifts, change in culture, change in technology, change in consumer behavior. When these things are happening, they are disrupting the world and they're creating opportunities. All we have to do as investors is connect the dots. So as a community, I'm going to beg you guys to help us connect the dots because I have never seen so much change happen in such a short period of time with the exception of COVID. Okay. Like that, that was with the exception of what that did to our world. I have never seen technology change so much, uh, in our daily lives and culture and consumerism. It's a great time to be an observational investor. As long as the markets chill out and, and just stabilize a bit. That's what I'm waiting on. All right, Dave, are you, are you, are you leaving for a while or? Are you taking your um, own camera equipment? I'm I, what I'm. I'm literally trying to uh, get this filter on my face so that I can just be a teenager again on the show. On the next dumb money, it's it's all teen. It's teen talk. But, Dave, but can we? Because I think all right, we're three not not super young white guys <laughs> um, <laughs> on YouTube, right? Twenty five years old. I, I don't think we could do anything about our, our, our whiteness, and nor should we. That would be wrong. Um, but can we just kind of make ourselves just always look... Can we slightly look a little bit younger over the next year so no one will even tell that we're just slowly messing with our actual images? And by the time 2024 comes along, we're all going to look like 10 years younger, and then we'll just do that every year. And eventually nobody will even realize that they'll all think we're in our 20s. Can we pull that off, Dave? Uh, we could probably pull that off. Wait, is that young? I would love to. Because... 
I I can't I can't get the uh, filter to come through. It's not it's not working. So I'm gonna have to figure out a way to share my phone and uh, make that a source instead of this. This is a live shot from of my studio, but um, yeah, I can't get Maybe, it to work. I can't even get my skin to not look pale after four years of doing this show, and you can't even help me to get lights that won't. Why do I look so white? Like because you're you're overexposed. But what do I do? Help me fix this. I what? What can I do? Is it turn the uh, turn your aperture? Uh, make your aperture smaller or your oh uh, your frame rate faster. When you get back in town, can you do this? Can you just come over to my closet and and do that at some point? Because <laughs> I don't want to mess with my camera. <laughs> yeah, I I will uh, I'll come over and do that. Like Jordan uses a Jordan uses a fifteen dollar Home Depot lamp to light his face, <laughs> and he looks so, better than I look. I got it, on, uh, I got it on Amazon, and it was like eleven ninety nine for my light. It's a I have the uh, TikTok studio. Pull it into the. Yeah, it's just a ring light. Oh my god, dude! I have studio lighting, and I, I look. Like, Your cameras. You just said. You're probably set on auto exposure, and that is actually probably the right exposure for uh, your face. It's just you're kind of too bright. All right. Well, why are we doing this as a part of the show? Why haven't we said goodbye? This is what we normally do after we say goodbye. <laughs> because, you know, two-hour YouTube shows, they go viral all the time. You know, like, that, that, that even looks better. I'll even... I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to darken you a little bit, and then I'm going to uh, warm up your color temperature. So oh, there you go. There. Yes! That looks normal. Yeah. That looks closer yeah. to normal. Can you now Dave, I, I want I want to use these AI filters. Uh I just want to get the, the gray off of my beard. I want a little more hair. <laughs> um and I just generally want to look for now, three to four years younger, and we'll step it up every few months. You know, you could just do just for men on that portion of the beard. Although I think I like the gray in the beard. I think I think it looks good. You know I don't actually care. I'm too yep. lazy to do anything in real life. But if, if we can, if Dave can figure out some filtering tech just to make it all happen, I would. I, would I don't know that. that. I don't know that we'll be able to do it because I'm basically having to plug my phone in through the system and then use the phone camera for the effect. I mean, where that's are you crazy going? looking. It is insane how like that does. It, I mean, it doesn't even look like me. Does it put makeup on you? Um, here, let me save to photos so you can see it. You it might have. I can't tell. Wait, is it not? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'm telling you, I want to, oh, we need to make Dumb Money more youthful. We, we got to cut some age off of us, dude. We have to do it. <laughs> we have to do it. We have too much working against us as is. We can't be the old white guys talking about finance on YouTube. We got to cut backwards, and now you're hip. That's yeah, there, there's an Nvidia version that does it. I I don't have a I don't have a PC to do some of these uh, effects that you would do through an Nvidia card. Uh, <laughs> oh man, w Dave, where are you going, by the way? Um, so I'm well, just this weekend. I'm just going away for the weekend, but then I'm going to um, Nome, Alaska, to uh, do dog sledding and. Uh, Watch the You're end of the Iditarod it? race and Wait. look at the Northern Lights, and it's a whole it's can a whole thing. A can we do our show from up there though? Can you do it? You have yeah. internet. I think can so. Put the Northern Lights on YouTube. I've, I've they've never been filmed before. It's it's amazing. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have uh, seen that, by the way. I've heard it's... Wait, what do you mean they've never been filmed before? <clears throat> He's being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, okay. I wouldn't even know they existed if they hadn't been filmed. <laughs> if someone told you that there was the Northern Lights, wouldn't you just think that's like the sun or something? My back just started What's farting, that? thinking about being down. on that dog sled. Are you actually getting on the dog... Megan talked you into this, didn't she? I'm not doing I'm not doing an actual racing dog sled, but they have a demonstration dog sled with like six dogs that you can get on and they they uh you, you're in charge. I get to I get to steer or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how you do a dog sled. I think it's cool. I, I I bet you Megan gets up there and actually gets on a dog sled race. Like I guarantee you it's going to end up happening. I mean, you never know. I mean, it's a it's a, it's an actual competition that they do like it's a long race that they do. It's it's not just like a hobby. So you're gonna you're gonna like watch the race. Like I'm gonna I'm like, gonna watch the we're uh, we're flying in to see the end of the race, but we're also taking a little plane to see a portion of the middle of the race too, and then we'll fly back to see the end. All right, I like that. You're, you're kind of like living that life of the guy that just collects tequila and does tango. You 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 should hang out with him. Like he invited me to this place. You should just go because I yeah I. I he seems like he would be a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I can't do any of that stuff, man. I can't, I got, I got a closet. I got a closet. You got a closet to maintain. You're, you're just too afraid to come out of that closet, aren't you? <laughs> All right. Oh man. That is got to do it for this one. That is the latest from here. It's been an hour and a half plus. Thank you guys for watching. We are Dumb Money. Come back for a more youthful version of Dumb Money Teen Edition next week. We'll see you then.